Welcome to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. In this podcast, we discuss, educate and talk about industry news and hot topics, company reviews and live interviews with mining professionals and leading figures in the mining industry. Introducing your host, Rob Tyson, founder and director of Mining International. With a career covering nearly two decades, Mining International partners with new and junior miners and larger predominant players in the market. With no further ado, here is your host, Rob Tyson. Welcome to another episode of the Dig Deep the Mining podcast. And today we're joined by Peter Ledwich, who is the Managing Director for Miko Gold, who are exploring and developing assets in West Africa, um, which Peter will explain in more detail in this podcast. Um, so I appreciate you uh, taking the time to uh, conduct this uh, podcast. Um, we're doing this over Skype and you're in uh, Australia. Where, whereabouts in Australia are you? Uh, our head office is in Brisbane, so it's uh, okay. probably more pleasant than it is in the UK right now. Yeah, the, 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 the sun has actually uh, come out today. Uh, and over the last few days, but obviously not as hot as uh, Australia. I actually used to live in Australia, so uh, I know Brisbane pretty well. So I um, want to get straight into this. Um, so if you can give us a brief background about yourself and tell us about um, Mako Gold, and then um, I've got a few questions to ask you afterwards. So um, away you go. Okay, sure. Um, so Mako Gold is a company that we're kind of a strange company in that the two principal people are in, in it are myself and my wife. Uh, so we've been together uh, as a couple and, and as colleagues for 25 years now, and it's uh, worked quite well. So we created Mako Gold in 2015 and uh, uh, waited till the markets were right to raise some money and uh, listed on the market in uh, uh, ASX in two, uh, April of 2018. I'll give you a little bit of uh, history about ourselves. Yep. Uh, prior to working for Mako Gold, we were uh, working for ASX-listed uh, Orbis Gold, uh, and uh, we uh, we had some uh, significant success in uh, in Burkina Faso, whereby we made three discoveries in three years, advanced two of those to uh, the resource stage, and one of them to the feasibility stage. So, uh, you know pretty good uh, track record there. So uh, as I said, uh, we're, uh, we listed in, in April of last year, and uh, the reason we're called Mako Gold is I'm a shark nut, and I okay. uh, like diving with them, and the Mako shark is the fastest shark in the ocean. It's a very successful yet careful hunter, so we, uh, we try to model ourselves after that. Yeah, no, that's good. Yeah, so Sarah, t- t- tell us a little bit more about the uh, what you're actually doing with Mako Gold and how how, how you're um, developing as a as a company. Well, um, we've uh, we've got two two uh, major projects: one in Burkina Faso and and one in Côte d'Ivoire. Uh, the Côte d'Ivoire one is our uh, flagship project, and that is uh, through a joint venture that we did with Perseus Mining. Um, the, basically, what I was looking for, I was looking for a project to, uh, with a lot of meat on the bone so that we could do an IPO. And, and that one, uh, I, um, you know, looked uh, throughout a, you know, a lot of uh, projects. Uh, it's probably sifted through to get uh, the projects we have now probably sifted through 150 projects or, or, or more. And uh, so basically, the Napier project was drill ready, and, and the reason Perseus was uh, interested in, in joint venturing it, they weren't actually advertising, is that 
they were putting the the uh, the uh, sea Sangir project into uh, production. That's uh, got about four hundred thousand ounces of reserve. So I knew they'd be looking for uh, more ounces for that. Uh, so since we've uh, um, um, started work on the project, uh, we uh, did about 5,000 meters of drilling. Uh, within a month of listing, we started drilling. So there again, you know, that MAKO factor, you know, moving fast. And part of the reason that we were able to do that is uh, our old crew, uh, you know, came back and worked for us. So it kind of tells you about, uh, you know, how, uh, how we're perceived uh, by our crew. Uh, so we did 5,000 meters of, uh, on the maiden drilling program. That that whole project only had uh, two RC historic RC drill holes, but Pursuits had done all the all the proper work that I would have done as a geologist with 30 plus years experience. Uh, they did uh, the airborne geophysics, the soils, uh, geochemistry, the the rab drilling. Now they actually did about a thousand rab holes, so that was that's one of the things that we drilled on. And and as we all know, rab drilling only penetrates as far as uh, competent rock. So we saw that as a beautiful opportunity to go in there and do some uh, RC and diamond drilling. And we came back with some significant results, uh, including uh, eight meters at eight and a half grams per ton, uh, one single meter assay of uh, 215 grams per ton. But the beauty in that was. Uh, you know, one interval, 25 meters at 3.4 grams per ton. So, uh, um, you know, we quickly showed that the projects got grades and widths, you know, that uh, attracted some attention. Okay. And, and you mentioned about and, uh, uh, another project as well. Yeah, yeah. I almost forgot to mention yeah. that. Uh, but uh, just in January, we, uh, we announced uh, drilling results on our uh, a new project, NIOU, uh, in in Burkina Faso, and and that had absolutely no work done on it. It was a totally green uh, greenfield project. It had a, other than a historic uh, soil anomaly, and we couldn't get the data to that. So we're particularly proud of that one because we did all the work ourselves, and uh, all the way from uh, mapping, uh, air, doing the airborne geophysics, uh, uh, the so regional soil sampling, uh, and then uh, fine tuning that to. Uh, 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 a 50 by 50 meter grid, and uh, we we put 11 RC drill holes in that, and and one of, one of those areas is an artisanal site about two kilometers long by uh, one kilometer wide, and in that area we put seven RC drill holes, and out of that, six of them came back with significant results. So some some of the results that, that we're talking about there are. Uh, 15 meters at 2.3 grams per ton. Uh, one hole in particular had uh, outstanding results, uh, 24 meters at 2.7 grams per ton, uh, 21 meters at 1.97 grams per ton, and 21 meters at uh, just over one gram per ton. So that's just in one hole. Uh, if you line up three holes in a section, uh, we have a width of uh, 315 meters wide, and uh, it's, you know, the whole area is along a, a regional fault, a regional shear zone that we've mapped, you know, some individual shears in there that extends for uh, uh, roughly seven kilometers. So, uh, you know, we think we have the potential for high-grade deposits in that one. So that's definitely attracted some attention. Yeah, 
Okay, that's good. Um, want to just ask you, obviously, a few questions. Um, I noticed that Maker Gold has an association with um, two respected Australian miners. Um, can you tell us a bit about that and, and what impact that has on uh, Maker Gold? Yeah, I, uh, you know, it, for us, it's, it's a kind of an endorsement. Uh, uh, I already spoke about Perseus Mining, and yeah. so... Uh, you know, when we approached them, uh, you know, they were happy to, to be speaking to us because we're proven explorers. And as I mentioned, they they didn't have the the mandate to, or the resources at the time to, to work that project. So obviously they had confidence that they were, uh, you know, uh, signing a, a farming JV with, with a reputable explorer. And uh, when we did our IPO, uh, we raised in April of uh, last year, we raised $6 million. And out of that, uh, Resolute Mining, uh, who operates uh, mines in Australia, and uh, you know their flagship project is the Siama mine in, in Mali, which is fully auto automated and pretty leading edge uh, technology. Uh, you know, so so they saw our track record, and and even though they were a Greenfields project, uh, they they just. You know, thought that you know they back several companies, but they they haven't backed uh, somebody that's at Greenfield. So, so for us, that's a really good endorsement that helped with our IPO. We had that support, and and uh, in our six million dollar raise, we were actually oversubscribed. Okay, and what's uh, Mako's gold reason for exploring West Africa rather than uh, other jurisdictions? Um, and what other specific challenges uh, does this present? Well. You know, there's there's a lot of companies exploring in uh, Western Australia right now, and um, um, and you know with some success. Uh, um, a lot of it uh, going on now is uh, looking at historic mine sites. You know that were abandoned at one point or another. You know sometimes for decades, and and drilling underneath them. So when you're drilling underneath those, you know you're doing like two, three hundred meter holes to make a quote unquote discovery. Uh, one of the things that attracts us to West Africa is the artisanal miners are there. So uh, if, if they're mining gold at surface, you know that you've got an instant geochem anomaly. And, uh, you know, all the drilling that we've done so far, I think the deepest that we've done gone is, uh, you know, probably 130 meters uh, vertical depth. So for every hole that's drilled in Western Australia, exploring these uh, historic mines, you know, they're... You know, for every one of their holes, we're doing two to three holes. Mm. And obviously, if we can find something shallow, then, you know, there's a good chance it's going to be an open pit uh, a deposit, which for, you know, is a lot more uh, attractive for investment. Yeah. yeah. And what's your strategy to actually grow shareholder value? Well, we think we've actually grown it quite a bit already, even though our share price doesn't really reflect yeah. that at this point. Uh, but when we did our IPO, it was at uh, 20 cents. And, um, you know, if, if it was just our share price that went down, I'd be a little bit concerned right now. But everybody's in the same boat. Uh, you know, the markets are fairly flat. Everybody's got the same share profile, if you look at a graph. Um, so we we figure that we've grown and de-risked the, the projects already when... Uh, we farmed in on, on the JV, uh, on our Napier project in Côte d'Ivoire. Uh, it needed some significant drilling. We've already done that, come up with good results. Same with, uh, you know, the new project in Burkina Faso. Um, so as far as growing things forward, we're very methodical yet fast. And, in, in, you know, in, in our procedures, uh, we do all the right things. You know, the soils are... Uh, 
uh, airborne and rock chip sampling, all that. And but really, you know, you you add value to the company by getting the drills turning. So, uh, you know, I just came back from one to one and in Dab and and one investor who had I had met before, a potential investor, had done his homework, and this was our second meeting. He said, "Wow, I really like you guys because." When I see, you know, the spend that you have, you know, like most of it goes into the ground. So we think that we're doing the right things by our shareholders and, and we think that we can grow the company. You know, the next step is uh, we've uh, uh, just finished a drill pro uh, second drill program on our NAPIA project. The assays aren't out for that yet. And, uh, um, you know, we think that once we've done that, we can, you know, add some length and some width to the intervals that we've already found in, in our first phase of drilling. The next step after that is to, uh, you know, start saying, okay, well, I think, you know, we may need to outline a resource and then move on to that, do your scoping study and so on, assuming you, you have uh, success. So, you know, just uh, just being methodical, but, but moving quickly because, you know, Investors don't want to wait years and years before they get a return on their investment. Yeah, certainly. And just moving on, regarding obviously shareholder value, what are your thoughts on the gold price? And where do you see that going in the next probably 12 to 18 months? Well, I read a lot of analyst report and uh, you know, there's uh, there's some that are notoriously bulls even in a bear market and then uh, there's some that are bears in a bull market. Uh, so I try to take the best out of all of them. but. Yeah. Um, you know, we've been in a in a in a downtrend for quite a few years, and uh, um, basically the the gold price, you know, the gold stocks worldwide are uh, you know de depleting. Um, very, you know, there's not that many discoveries being made. Uh, there's always the Trump factor, what he's going to do, and yeah. and. Uh, so my view is that, you know, gold has been going up. You know, it wasn't that long ago that it was, you know, below 1100 and uh, and look where it is now. It's, you know, it's a healthy price above 1300 and, you know, many analysts are saying it's going to reach, you know, 1500 by the by the end of the, this year. So um, I think it's uh, I'm, I'm kind of bullish on it. And, yeah. and I think that you know, the juniors will follow uh, as well. Yeah. And that's, our, our share, share prices will be reflected in that, yeah. I, I'm assuming. Yeah, that's hope That's hope it gets up to that, up to that 1500 mark. We just have to wait and see. Um, yeah. And, and lastly, just want to um, know your plans for the next six to 12 months and what effect do you think um, it have on your company's prospects? Uh, well, we try to do as much drilling as possible. Uh, we had... Uh, at the end of December, we had $2.4 million uh, in the bank. Uh, so we're aggressively drilling. So uh, uh, we're going to be spending that money. And, and then it's obvious down the road, you know, we're, we're going to have to uh, find, uh, you know, some more money and, uh, you know, uh, sussing out uh, people at conferences and stuff like that. You know, they most people think that Mako's, uh, uh, you know, a very good story. Uh, uh, so, yep, just drilling and more drilling. and. To give you an idea, you know, if, uh, being on people's radar, a one-to-one -one, uh, conference in uh, in Cape Town recently, where we were at, uh, over two days, I had 21 meetings, and out of those 21 meetings, I only set one of those up. So that means that people were looking at, you know, what we were doing. Uh, okay. So, so you know, 
in the next eight, uh, six to 12 months, like we hope to be to, at the point where at the end of the 12 months we can say, uh, look, we're getting close to where we can be uh, outlining a resource. Mm. Okay. Well, that's that's a that's a good overview of uh, Mako Gold. Uh, appreciate your time taking the, taking the time to discuss Mako Gold and uh, what you're looking to achieve over the coming years. Um, if the audience wants to obviously contact you, how can they uh, go about doing that? Well, the the best thing is to uh, get on our website and www.makogold.com.au and. On every press release uh, um, that we put out, uh, all our press releases are on there, our ASX releases. Uh, my email and my phone number is, is on there. So, uh, you know, first yeah. steps to go on the website, they can see what we've done. They can see some maps, some sections, you know, locations. And and uh, I'm always available to talk to people. Uh, and as you can tell, I'm pretty enthused about what we're doing. Yes, certainly. And are you on any social media platforms at all? Yeah, we're on uh, LinkedIn uh, and then Facebook and Twitter. Uh, I find that the Facebook is just more of my friends, you know, yeah. commenting <laughs> on it. But, uh, but yes, we're definitely on, on uh, social media. Okay. And alternatively, if you want to contact myself and I can pass any questions on to uh, Peter, my uh, email address is rob at mining-international.org. Um, well, thank you again for listening. Hope you enjoyed uh, hearing uh, Peter's story and, uh, and Mako Gold. Um, and obviously keep note of the company for uh, obviously future reference. Um, well, until next time, happy mining. Thanks for listening to Dig Deep, the mining podcast. If there are any topics you want discussed or questions you want to ask any guests, then you can email us at rob at mining-international.org. Or you can follow Rob and Mining International on LinkedIn, Facebook, Twitter and YouTube for more content and to have your questions answered. Until next time, happy mining.